Where do you see your career in 10 years? What are you doing now to help you get there? The sooner you start enhancing your skills, the sooner you'll be ready. That's why AARP has reskilling courses in a variety of categories like marketing and management to help your income live as long as you do. That's right. AARP has a bevy of free skill building courses for you to choose from because the steps that you choose to take today will help you to love what you do in the future. And that's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org skills. In recent weeks, we've really focused on some ways that listeners can boost their income. Uh, so whether that's through starting your own side business and growing your network like Hala talked about, or when we talked with local realtor Alan about diving into investing in real estate, well, what better way to test the waters? While you are away, your home could also earn extra income. That's right. Your empty space could be an Airbnb while you're traveling because that's all you need to become an Airbnb host. It's a lot easier than you think, and you don't need to Airbnb your entire house. You could just host your extra spare room. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Supercharge your work decks with AI-powered Canva presentations. All you do is start with a prompt. You describe your, your presentation in a few words, and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides that you can then customize in seconds. Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides and seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I am Matt. And today we're talking about robots ruining everything, a new Robin Hood feature, and Kim Kardashian's crypto kerfuffle. All you needed to do is throw Kanye into that last headline and you would have had a, a bunch of alliteration going on. <laughs> uh, now, this is our Friday flight where every week we look at the headlines and we talk about not how they influence our music, but how they uh, impact our finances. We're going to talk about how it impacts our money. By the way, I did try to listen to the new Kanye album, partially because he recorded it Donda. here in Atlanta. Donda. I got through the first no. few tracks, and then they weren't bad, but there were 27 tracks. I'm like, Kanye, I don't have that kind of time. I was, I was seeing something how literally he had changed the, the, the number of tracks that were on that album. Because yeah, like yeah. When it was it like first... released with 27, they pulled one back yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, wait, what is going on here? And honestly, I think he's kind of a genius marketer, and, and I think it's all in an attempt to get people like us to talk about it. Yeah. And if so, he succeeded. And so with that in mind, I'm not going to talk about it anymore. <laughs> Instead, actually, I wanted to talk about, uh, I wanted to share that, dude, I scored my uh, Chase Sapphire Preferred 
points. I hit my uh, my minimum spend, which that, is that's a hundred thousand points, right? A hundred thousand. Yeah. So I saw my my total pointage shoot over one hundred thousand, uh, which is equivalent to over uh, twelve hundred and fifty dollars. But here's the thing: so they were kind of unclear in the, the language. You don't you can't actually get a check for one thousand two hundred and fifty dollars. Statement credit, though, right? Well, yes, yeah, statement credit, but they don't make it super easy. Like it used to be, like in the past, or with some other cards, you could just apply that total balance to your statement. But the way that they're doing it, you have to go through and uh, click different charges that you want to apply it to. Oh, that's sneaky. It's a little sneaky. It's uh, <laughs> it's kind of a hoop that you have to jump through. Still worth it when you're talking <laughs> yes. about getting yeah. that big of a benefit, but that yeah, that's a sneaky way to approach it. Yeah. I mean, it, it took all of 90 seconds just to run through a bunch of purchases, mostly uh, being able to apply it to like restaurants and uh, grocery stores, that kind of thing. That being said, you can actually receive just straight cash back, but it's the reduced amount. It's only uh, $1,000 as opposed to that bonus $250 that you also get. So obviously, I went for that bonus. I got that, that extra <laughs> Take the 90 seconds, get, get the yeah, extra 250 Yeah, that, that's all it takes. Uh, and so if you haven't checked out the Chase Sapphire Preferred, I mean, it is a complete no-brainer. There has never been a credit card like this that was offering such an incredible sign-up bonus. If you don't struggle with overspending when you get a, a fresh new credit card like that, we would highly recommend you look into this card. If it was just for like 100 bucks or 200 bucks, this isn't something we would be talking about. But the fact that it is over 1000 it's 1250 if you apply it to actual purchases uh, that you've made with that card. And that is just some serious value that you can't ignore. Yeah, for sure. It's pretty solid. It's been around now for a minute. We're not sure how long it's going to last, months, but yeah. it's um, definitely the richest sign-up bonus we've seen for a card that we already kind of talk about and like. But uh, Matt, let's keep moving on. Let's let's get to the Friday flight. Let's talk about the stories that happened this week and how they impact all of our collected wallets. Uh, and you know, last week we actually talked about you waiting to get the new iPhone. You know, you you that's right. You you wanted the new one to be released so you can get the prior version not at a reduced price. Exactly. Not to get the thirteen. It's because I want a discount. To 12. Exactly. And it looks like that announcement is going down next week. Yeah, so that I saw that. You, you might be buying a phone next week, man. But uh, yeah, I, that is great news for everybody who wants to pay less for a new but not brand new model phone. And there was actually a study done this week by WalletHub about iPhone upgrade habits that had some revealing information. They found that one in three people plan on getting the new iPhone this year. And that one that's in a five, yeah, that's a lot, that's a <laughs> lot of people. And then one in five think that it's worth going into debt for. And that was- That's also uh, a lot of people, more than I would like to hear. Yeah, exactly. Like, I feel like, can we just say right now on how to money, that it's a hard no <laughs> going in debt <laughs> to get a new device. There are, uh, especially if you're like, man, going gung-ho and getting the nicest device, but really no matter which way you slice it, going into debt to buy a, a new electronics item is just a no-no. We would never- ever suggest anyone do it for really any reason. Absolutely. I mean, honestly, I don't think taking on debt for anything that is going to depreciate is ever a good idea, yeah. right? Investments only, that's when you can use leverage to your advantage. Uh, and dude, one of the, the stats I found most revealing is that 15% of people in the survey on WalletHub, they say that uh, they're judging you, basically. If you don't have the latest version of the iPhone, <laughs> they believe that not having the newest uh, and hottest phone is a sign that you are actually struggling Financially, well, I know those uh, iPhone people are judging us Android people anyway, <laughs> so I'm used to it. But what about the yeah? I mean, if they're judging people who don't have the latest phone, I can't imagine how many people are actually <laughs> judging me with the the piece that I've been <laughs> carrying around for so long. But really, man, this they've got it backwards. This all goes back to the millionaire next door. The folks 
who are actually building wealth are the ones who have money in the bank, money in their retirement accounts. Uh, they're the ones who are saving and investing their money, not constantly upgrading their gadgets and uh, buying things to display, to signal to others that they've got their finances, that they've got their money together. That's true. Yeah. The more you're doing that, the less money you actually have. <laughs> and so it looks like to other people, you've got money, but in reality, you don't have as much as the people who aren't living as flashy of a lifestyle. There's actually some other cool news uh, about the iPhone this week, Matt, that I found actually more compelling uh, than the release of the newest one. And it's that uh, Apple is testing out using your ID on your phone in a handful of states, and our state of Georgia is in this pilot program. Yeah, they're one of like two states that they're going to implement it first in, which I'm super stoked about. Yeah, that's super cool. It's like this move, basically, like when you go to the airport now, instead of pulling out your physical driver's license, you can just leave your wallet at home and bring your phone and show it to TSA and keep walking through the line. Um, the actual rollout date is still to be determined. Um, but yeah, we'll mention it again on the show when further details get rolled out. Yeah, again, sadly for me as an Android user, this is not something I'll be able to take advantage of, but it's cool to see. It, it, our phones are really doing everything now. They're they really uh, re replacing our flashlights, they're replacing our calculators, and now they're going to replace our wallets because we can already pay with something like Google yeah. Pay. And now being able to put your license on there as well, it's like, I love my wallet, but what do I need it for? <laughs> Now all I need is my phone just to be able to whip out a little pocket knife yeah. <laughs> to be able to cut little things that I need, open you know packages, that kind of thing. But is this enough for you to maybe jump on the bandwagon and, and get an iPhone, you think? I, if, don't, uh, I don't think so. Because like, it's going to come to Android at some point too, right? I don't know. <laughs> it might. My but, guess is it will. But like that is honestly the only reason that I still carry my wallet around is because my ID is in there just you know when you're going to the liquor store or if you're at a restaurant and you get carded. Which honestly happens less often now. Do you like when's the last time you got carded? I don't have as many gray hairs as you, so it's understandable <laughs> that you're getting carded less. But uh, it, also too, if I've got a bunch of kids with me, like they never card me. Well, when you I've have got four kids, four kids in tow, they're like, okay, there's no way. That's that a bold move to card you. <laughs> That's a really bold move. <laughs> you're younger than twenty. It's like there's no need for that. <laughs> it's true. Uh, let's talk about uh, security issues here, Joel. Targeted ads are being served up to you on your television. Uh, we've talked before uh, on the show about how TVs are getting smarter. And not just when it comes to allowing you to stream uh, content from pretty much anywhere now, but TVs are, are now gathering data on what you're watching, when you're watching it. Uh, and th honestly, this is part of the reason, too, that TVs have become so much more affordable uh, over the past several years is because these manufacturers are able to make money based on the data that they, that they gather and sell. When it comes to TVs now, not only are we the consumer, we're the ones making the purchase, uh, buying the products, buying the streaming services, buying the, the devices, but we are also the product ourselves because our data is being sold to these different data companies that sell that information. But Consumer Reports has a great article documenting the, the fact that tailored ads are now the norm when we're watching streaming content. Just like the bespoke ads you get when browsing the web uh, that are based on your browsing history, you're likely to have a similar experience the next time you sit down to watch something via an ad-supported streaming app. Honestly, the only one I can think of that I use all that often is YouTube. If I'm trying to look something up on YouTube, I'm I've realized how much I've gotten used to not having ads because yeah. when you are paying for certain services like Disney Plus, like there aren't any ads. Uh, but with YouTube, when I get that free information, they're always dishing up whatever tailored ads that I guess fits the uh, profile of my browsing. My, my wife was watching something the other day and a commercial popped on and I was like, What's going on? Like, what are you watching that, that has commercials? So we, we like we watch streaming things that don't have commercials. Yeah. And she was like, I'm watching the show Shit's Creek. And I was like, Cool. 
did you know that we have my parents netflix login and it's on there and you don't have to watch ads and she was like oh <laughs> she was sometimes like where you watch depends on whether you're going to get ads That's or true. not right and so if she was watching on the wrong streaming service <laughs> and watching commercials for no reason but I, mean, I think the creepiest thing about that article was someone from a media company saying that they know which physical stores you've spent time in and that they use that information to feed you ads too yeah, they crazy. basically like if you were at best buy for 45 minutes we know it it's like <laughs> oh my gosh that's so weird it, it's it kind of feels like what don't they know about us at this point in time and uh yeah by the way they're serving up these targeted ads through what's known as acr or automated content recognition so it's even creepier matt that the tv makers can figure out exactly what you're watching even if you're not watching something connected to the internet, even if it's just a DVD, because they're taking still pictures uh, along the way while you're watching it, and they're, That's crazy. they're using that <laughs> that data as well. So yeah, what's a person to do? Well, um, Consumer Reports, again, who did a lot of great work on this front, they've got a guide to turning that ACR feature off on your specific TV. Uh, if you'd like your viewing habits to remain more private, I don't know that there's any way to completely get everything back in the bag um, but you can do the best you can by turning this off on your tv and they've got like different models and how you do that uh, so it's worth checking out if this creeps you out as much as it does matt and i yeah well i say it creeps me out and, and that i don't like it but then at the same time sometimes when i get you know dished up a very customized ad on instagram and something's on sale i say oh Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm glad I know that because that's actually, I made a purchase last fall on a jacket that was served up to me within my uh, Instagram feed and they wouldn't have been able to do that without my data. Right? That's true. Yeah. Uh, all right, Joel, let's talk about travel for a second. Trip stacking. Have you ever heard of this term? It's like a, a new phrase that has entered the phrase. Just recently. heard about it this week. Yeah. And I was like, well, this is fascinating. It's, it's, it's totally a thing now. A uh, friend of the show, Scott Kyes, was interviewed for uh, a New York Times article about trip stacking this week. It's a super interesting concept, and I see the appeal in the current travel environment. The idea is that you book two trips over the same period of time, and then you go on the trip that seems like the most viable as you get closer to the departure date. With yeah, because because like one trip, maybe the borders are closed. And you can't exactly. visit one of the places that you're trying to get to. Or there's a spike in COVID maybe in your you know destination city. And you're like, eh, maybe not, not going to go there. <laughs> uh, maybe next year. And so ultimately how this works though is that you're going to take both trips, uh, but you'll just push one of those trips back a ways on your calendar. Cross your fingers. Maybe next year things will be all right. But before you take this approach, you need to make sure that you understand that there are some downsides you need to make sure that you go about trip stacking in the proper way. Yeah, exactly. Because if you don't, you might end up taking one trip for the price of two. That is not ideal. And that, that would, in, in fact, be a giant waste of money. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, basically, if you book two trips and the airline cancels, of course, you're entitled to a refund. But if you cancel those tickets, then the airline will typically offer you a travel voucher. And so where you could really be out of money is if you fail to use that voucher in the allotted time given to you by the airline. For most airlines, if you cancel that trip, if you book that trip this year in 2021, uh, you'll have use of that voucher to book another trip through December 31st of next year. So you've got time to take another trip. Uh, but just make sure you're aware of the specific rules surrounding that voucher. Uh, but if you have booked with airline miles and then you cancel, then you get all your miles back if you don't take that second trip. So that's probably the best option. Booking with miles is going to offer you superior protection. But I love this idea of trip stacking math. It sounds like a big pain in one way to try to plan two trips at once and then ca cancel one and then rebook it for a later date. But if you are dying to travel and you want to do so safely, it seems like one of the best ways to kind of hedge your bets. 
That's right. And uh, fortunately, the major airlines are allowing for just more flexibility that they don't normally offer uh, for their cheapest basic economy fares. And so if you buy a ticket this year, you won't have to pay a change fee, although you might owe a little bit more money if there's a difference in the fare. And so that's something to, to keep in mind. And so yes, trip stacking, this could be uh, a helpful strategy to plan for vacations. That way, you know, you've got some time planned off work. Uh, and this makes sure that that vacation doesn't end up uh, a staycation because you can't actually or don't want to actually go to the destination you had in mind. Uh, all right, Joel, we've got a few more stories that we want to get to right after the break, including that Kardashian crypto kerfuffle. We'll get to that plus others right after this break. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. That's why you listen to this podcast. And if you're looking to upgrade your wallet, you need to turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. If you're paying for vacations with whatever card is in your wallet, you could be missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. You can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade, lounge access... Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Kachava is the all-in-one superfood shake made up of high-quality plant-based nutrients. It's got greens, superfruits, plant proteins, antioxidants, adaptogens, probiotics, and in other words, everything your body craves to feel your best. This is where Kachava really earns their 52,000 plus five-star reviews. It tastes amazing. It's creamy and smooth with just water, and it comes in five delicious flavors. You can choose from chocolate, vanilla, chai, matcha, and coconut acai. Kachava is offering How to Money listeners 10% off for a limited time. I've been using Kachava in breakfast smoothies in the morning recently. It's just so nice to pack in a bunch of nutrients early in the a.m. in a way that's satisfying and energizing. So if you want to optimize your breakfast, your workout shake, be sure to check out Kachava. Just go to Kachava dot com slash how to money that's spelled k-a-c-h-a-v-a and get 10 percent off your first order that's k-a-c-h-a-v-a dot com slash how to money i'm guessing that a lot of listeners are starting to solidify their summer travel plans we always like to get the families together matt for a week yeah, at the we beach do. every single summer we've already got that trip to saint simon's on the calendar pumped for that but sometimes those vacations get expensive. So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? That's right. Why let it sit empty when it could be earning extra income? It's the financially smart thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you've got some extra space in your home, or maybe you have an entire house to host, or maybe you're just going on vacation and your home is sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you have two options. You can let it just sit there empty, or you do some optimizing and make some money off it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Let's say you've been listening to the podcast and now you're finally ready to start implementing some of the, uh, the financial morsels that we're dishing up. Maybe you are trying to save up some more money for a down payment on a house. Or maybe there's a big vacation that you have been dying to take. Well, the money app 
Monarch. They make it so easy to help you to reach your financial goals. That's why the Wall Street Journal, they named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, collaborate with your partner even. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney. And you won't get spammed either. Monarch features ad-free privacy you can trust. They will never sell your data to third parties or show you ads. That's right, man. And after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. It just makes sense. It works. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash howtomoney for your extended 30-day free trial. Go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney for an extended 30-day free trial. All right, we're back from the break, and it is time to get to one of our favorite segments of all time. It is the ludicrous headline of the week. And of course, Matt, this one is Kim Kardashian related. Um, one of your, your favorite f- Americans, right? Your favorite Kardashian <laughs> uh, specifically, right? So, well, <laughs> no, I think Chloe's probably my favorite, Matt, if you're not, not. I don't even know how I know. I literally don't know. Yeah, I know there's those two, right? <laughs> yeah. I, um, I couldn't name the other ones, I don't think. But um, yeah, so here's the headline. Kim Kardashian and Crypto FOMO. Why regulators are worried. And this one comes from <laughs> CNN Business. Kim Kardashian, as it turns out, has uh, over 250 million followers on Instagram. She just achieved that feat recently, so congratulations. Kim, uh, we are, I believe, nipping at your heels with (laughs) 12,600. I am not one of these Kim Kardashian Instagram followers, uh, but yeah, more power to her for doing what she's doing. And apparently, Matt, she recently released a sponsored uh, Instagram post hyping up a fairly new cryptocurrency coin. And that post made ripples not just here in the U.S., but across the pond, because when you're Kim Kardashian, you make that big of a splash. And it drew some harsh uh, comments from a regulator in the U.K. His name's Charles Randall. He basically said... Which is like the most British name ever. (laughs) (laughs) Charles Randall. (laughs) And uh, he basically was like, the internet's full of crap. And he's right on that too. Uh, But yeah, while we agree that there is some terrible investing advice out there, we've talked about this, some of the influencers out there on TikTok, Instagram, wherever you're getting your social media we're seeing more and more finance content out there and a lot of it's not very good but we just don't believe that more regulation is the right answer so yeah we say let the ad play let it stand if uh if they're you know that coin is willing to pay a kardashian to promote it or whoever but the responsibility really and always remains with us as independent adults uh and investors as to what we choose to do with our money it's pretty much always a bad idea to take investing advice from a celebrity who's getting paid to dispense it and really um you know a celebrity in general (laughs) just hollywood types like (laughs) um you know they live different lives than most of the rest of us and so yeah if, if any kardashian chloe Kim, whoever it is. Or even Kanye Kardashian. Or or if Kanye (laughs) is dispensing investing advice, I'm probably not going to be listening or I'll take it with a grain of salt. And I just recommend that we all uh, (laughs) have that approach when we see these ads on Instagram or or just, you know, any kind of content in general that's trying to push us in a certain direction. Yeah, it's just crucial for us to do our own research before jumping in with both feet. And it's, it's important for us to look to trusted sources, especially if you're considering a decision that has a large price 
hashtag attached to it. And, you know, we got to say this one hits a little bit closer to home because of the way that we are able to support and run the podcast is through advertising. You know, those ads, just like the one from Kim Kardashian. Sorry, people call her KK, Matt, her close friends. Do they really? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I'm not a close friend. Well, those ads are clearly delineated. You you see the ads on Instagram. They have hashtag ad. When, you know, you hear the music break, that's when you know our ads are about to run. But we wanted to mention that because the ads that we voice are the only ones that we actually have control over. Uh, And we choose to only voice for companies that we like and that we think are going to be good for our audience. Uh, But even still, that, you know, either way, whether it's an ad you see or that you hear elsewhere, even on our show, or even just other content within our show, we want you to do your own due diligence before you act. Uh, hopefully, we, you know, you you trust us to give you the the best and the right information here on the show. That's our goal. Our goal is to to help our listeners. We want to make sure that everyone is making wise financial decisions. Uh, but so much of personal finance is personal, and so you have to make sure that you know something that might be good for Joel and I. Even I mean, gosh, even earlier this episode. Like we talked about credit cards. If you have a problem with spending on credit cards, like that should be something that you completely avoid. Like do not get (laughs) that Chase card with that massive, uh, you know, welcome bonus or whatever. Because if you're just getting started, yeah, it's like, and you know that that's your propensity. Exactly. That's not the right move for you right now. Exactly. So you have to make sure that you go into any decision with your, your eyes wide open and that you are thinking for yourself. And we're not perfect. Like we screw up too, or we'll say the wrong thing. Um, And so we, again, we try to give the best advice, but we're not always right either. (laughs) And so that, yeah, that is a good reminder. I I like to consult multiple sources, Matt, uh, when I'm reading news to try to get an informed outlook. And, you know, we recommend our listeners do the same. That's right. Let's move on, Matt, to this Robinhood story, this new feature that they're launching. They're, They're planning to roll out something that allows you to access your paycheck a couple of days earlier. This was uh, reported by Bloomberg. A few of the online banks have kind of been doing this for a while now. So this seems like no big deal, right? Everybody's doing it. Well, kind of. Uh, We've got no problems with you having the money that you've made in your hands earlier. If your employer wants to pay you daily, that's fine. If your bank wants to say that your funds are available on Wednesday instead of Friday, that's that's cool too. Like before the direct deposit actually hits, if you have access to it, I don't care. Uh, you, You can start earning interest on your own money earlier than before. And that's great. The problem is, though, that we as individuals, we get used to a new pay cycle pretty quickly, and then we can become dependent on it. And it makes it easier for us to live with less of a cushion. So, yeah, we would say don't let earlier access to your hard-earned dollars allow you to spend those dollars more recklessly. Mm -hmm. This is uh, a feature that's interesting and we don't mind it but behaviorally uh, our reaction to it can be the problem yeah i mean honestly it makes me think of the advanced child tax credit right instead of paying that out at the end of the year after you file your taxes this is something that's being trickled out to people every single month and while i do see the the advantages to that it increases individuals uh dependence on that money uh i do not like seeing that i want people you to expect be expected yeah and, exactly and if it's and when, not there one month you're like what happened exactly yeah. and, and so we don't want folks to be in that situation where they're counting on something like that to show up. We want you to have enough margin on your own, you know, on your own terms, like you're in charge of your own money uh, and to not be expectant uh, on these advances that show up. I really don't like the position uh, that it puts people in. But I think this is also a really good time too, just to warn our listeners, 
how easy a company like uh, Robinhood is making it to quickly and seamlessly move your money around because they're, they're moving all of this within their app. Uh, or it's reported at least that they're going to include this within their app. They, they want it to seem like that they're doing something super noble, <laughs> giving you access to your money earlier than before. Yeah, we're Robinhood. It's your money. We're getting it to you <laughs> exactly. sooner than expected. It's in our name. Uh, but what do they want you to do with that money? Well, they would really love it if you would invest more of it. And of course, we do love investing. Uh, but there's a real danger here if you're investing just on a whim, uh, especially in single stocks, with money that instead should be sitting inside just a boring savings and checking account. Uh, you might be prone to risking too much money that you really need to keep on hand, say for an emergency fund or for a, a larger savings goal. And so that's a part of the reason we don't like just the just how these different apps are just greasing the tracks and allowing us to move money without hardly even thinking about it. Uh, we don't want you to make investment decisions like that on a whim. And on top of that too, Robinhood, like they don't even offer retirement accounts. And that should be the number one priority for the money that you are investing. Uh, and so again, we're saying all this because we want you, it's not that we're against Robinhood. We, I really like uh, how intuitive and how easy they're able to make things, but that only works if you have an actual plan for your money. Uh, if they're making it too easy for you and you don't have a plan, well, they're just making it really easy for you to make mistakes rather than execute the smart money moves that you've planned out. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's move on though. And let's talk about automation for a second. Matt, it's obviously been a focus in our economy for a while now, more and more automation happening ever since you know Henry Ford and the assembly line. Uh, automation has been an important part of Class Classic reference. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, it has been really just this really important part of what it looks like to become more efficient and more optimized for all sorts of different companies. But yeah, the, the trend to automate as much as possible has been accelerating. A lot of that has been due to COVID, understandably. A survey last year found that 43% of employers plan to reduce their workforce by implementing new technologies. And that sounds scary. And I think in some ways it is. But the interesting thing is that automation, uh, all, I think for, for years, a lot of people have used it as this um, hey, we're going to automate more stuff. More people are going to lose their jobs and it's going to lead to widespread unemployment. We haven't really seen that be the case though. Um, but it is particularly hitting the service sector hard mm -hmm. right now. The LA Times actually had an article and it mentioned sweet greens, buying robots that cook and dish up veggies. <laughs> I kind of want to see this thing in action. I saw that. I've seen like Flippy the hamburger flipping yeah. robot burger. Um, but it, it also highlighted using an AI robot at Arby's that'll take your order and then relay it to the kitchen. So instead of that friendly voice over, <laughs> over the microphone, or not so friendly, depending <laughs> on where you're going, <laughs> asking yeah. you what your order is, now this AI-enabled machine is taking your order. And yeah, mobile ordering via QR code has obviously become ubiquitous during the pandemic. Yeah. Um, automation is just quickly changing the job market. And it's changing our expectations as consumers when we go out to eat and in other areas too but it's just interesting how the restaurant sector is seeing it the most quickly yeah what do you think by the way of uh, mobile ordering via the qr code as opposed to like uh wait staff i, I kind of miss the old i totally miss it uh, yeah but i get it like it makes sense and i understand the necessity for it but i definitely miss like getting to know my waiter just a little bit, yes, the yep. personal interaction. Like the humanity aspect yeah. of talking with another another human being, having them make some uh, recommendations exactly. for you, them telling you, oh, actually, this isn't even on the menu yet because we just made the switch. We just kicked that beer and we just put this new one on tap. <laughs> that kind of thing. I miss that part of going to a restaurant so much. And that's just a huge part of the experience. Yep. I totally get it. Say at Arby's, you're like you're not really looking for uh, experience. <laughs> you're just looking for a triple roast beef sandwich. <laughs> like you want to get through 
that line quickly uh, and because that's what a drive through is. You want to hit the road. You're going somewhere. But if you're going to sit down at a restaurant, you're not just going there for the food. Right. You're going there to sit down, to enjoy the weather if you're sitting outside, to enjoy the ambiance. Uh, and a part of that is the wait staff. I totally miss uh, some restaurants who have switched to the, the QR code ordering. Like, I don't mind it for the menu. It's like, okay, I can just do that. It's the most up-to-date menu. Well, I, I also, get that. I also don't want to be on my phone. while I, I feel like I'm scrolling through yep, my phone. I hate that. I do enough I'd rather have a big old yeah. large menu and you can point to stuff if you're there with your, you know, on a date with your wife, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, oh, and that's the other part of it too, the technology. Like I'm, I'm thinking of was one place that you and I went to and we had to like punch in our credit card numbers directly into this form on their online ordering. <laughs> Talk about a huge pain. Like, I don't know if that was just because they had just gotten it set up. And also um, you're worried about identity theft or <laughs> something like that, right? Like, I, Well, I guess so. I mean, maybe the, the argument is that, well, at least there's not uh, a waiter who's going to like write down your number, you know, off on the side. But I would rather... That's why they need to do what they do in Europe and bring really the credit card machine to you at the table. Like, okay, that, yeah. that's a so much better way to handle it. Because when they walk off with it and it's, you know, out of your sight, like, <laughs> that's, that's not true. a good thing either. Well, and they have been doing that more often bringing you like the little square terminal yeah. or the clover terminal that kind of thing but i completely missed that real in-person interaction um, with the pre-covid times but another downside too of uh, all this automation is that companies are rejecting millions of resumes because of automation techniques uh, that they've implemented. The Harvard Business School, they released this report earlier this week that potentially 10 million applicants aren't making it past the first digital gatekeeper when applying for a, a job. And this is largely because of automated filters that are being used to screen these potential employees. And so I get, you know, while businesses, they want to make sure that they're not just needlessly interviewing non-relevant candidates. Uh, they're actually shooting themselves in the foot by creating essentially like too high of a fence. So for example, many of these software programs, they eliminate anyone with a gap in, in employment. And or someone who's been employed at the gap. Uh, the clothing <laughs> store, I think that's... If, you, if gap is written in there, it's just like, no, nope, you're getting kicked out. <laughs> exactly. And obviously this has problems during even just normal times. It's obviously creating uh, even a bigger issue now. So this new information sheds some light on the fact that networking being persistent. These are still major factors when it comes to landing a job. We want you to follow up. We, we don't want you to get shut down cold by an algorithm. And I think some of this might even come back and, you know, bite the employer in the butt oh, as well, because I, I think it already is. I think they're yes. having to make changes yeah. to, because they aren't getting enough good applicants. Like they are short of workers and they're realizing this system's in the way. It's yep. created this fence. And so they're going to bring the fence down, <laughs> I think a couple feet, but then at the same time, you and I, we have to take a ladder to the fence. And mm -hmm. and our way of doing that is networking, is persistency, yep. is reaching out to actual individuals who work at the company where you're applying. Those are the strategies you have to implement because artificial intelligence is kind yep. of making things a little more difficult right well, now. Well, and it makes it less personal, like even going back to mobile ordering at restaurants, like there is something that you can gather about somebody when you sit down and talk to them face to face. And that's something that these employers are missing out when it comes to searching for new candidates. Yeah. And uh, on the note of employment, Matt, there's a, a gap right now between the jobs that are being hired for and then what job seekers actually want to do. It's just like really big gap right now. Um, and so, yeah, for the first time in a while, there are actually more job openings than there are people looking for work. And some of it, like we said, is because of those crummy algorithms. Like they're preventing the proper employer and employee from getting paired up. But another huge piece is that the jobs that we want are changing right now. We've kind of decided that maybe the work we were doing, it's not fulfilling. We want to change industries. We want to shift careers. Um, and education plays a central role in helping 
helping us get the skills that we need in order to do that. We've talked about like the training that you can receive from Goodwill. We'll link to that in the show notes. Uh, they like have Goodwill a, where you buy secondhand clothes. Exactly. Yeah, they like, actually have partnered with awesome some jobs program. major businesses to help you find great jobs. Um, not crummy jobs, <laughs> really no. good jobs. Yeah, seriously. And so yeah, the, check out their targeted and certification programs. And then Google certificates is an avenue that you can take. It's really, really cheap. And it's a quick path to a higher paying job. You can get uh, a Google certificate in six months that'll lead to a pretty good gig for most people. That Jobs that are in high demand, uh, we'll, we'll link to both of those, but they're, they're definitely great places for people to turn if you're interested in kind of shaking things up. Both of those are great places to, to check out. Yeah. And over time, hopefully we'll see that gap close because, I mean, I think there's always going to be a lag between supply and demand. Uh, and with the way things have been going with employers and employees and prices and goods and you know, and pay, like it's almost like a staring contest to see who's going to blink first because <laughs> employees don't want to come back for low pay. But at some point, something's got to give, whether it's the price of goods that they're going to have to jack up or whether it's uh, people wanting to come back because they're running out of money. But in the end, I think we will find that equilibrium. But it's just at the moment, we're definitely, it feels wonky, right? It feels we're out of balance right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But but things will settle down. And, and hopefully some of our listeners will take advantage of the weird space that we're in, the fact that some employers are in desperate need of good people. And if you do want to change careers, if you do want to get paid more money, move to a different company, now is a perfect time. And, and it's, it's kind of like having a home that you wanted to sell this past spring. It was just like perfect timing, right? Yep. And so if you are looking to do anything career-wise, it's perfect timing. It's it's uh, and timing is uh, not everything, but it's a lot of things in this life. And so, yeah, we would suggest that you strike while the iron's hot. But uh, that's going to do it for this episode. We will have all those links up in our show notes on our website at howtomoney.com. That's right. We hope everyone has a great weekend. We've got another great episode planned for you here on Monday. We're going to be speaking with Marshall Allen, and we're actually going to talk all about different ways that you can reduce the cost of your health care. That's going to be an incredibly practical conversation with a lot of takeaways that folks will be able to implement into their lives. With a brilliant guy who has been working in this space oh, yeah. for a decade and a half. And yeah, he just has so much good information It's and he delivers it so well. So l- looking right. forward to sharing that episode with you guys. That's right. So Joel, that's going to be it, buddy. Until next time. Best friends out. Best friends out. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're really choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.